Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. We're halfway through the show here on Hurt at Sports Radio on a Friday. We're getting you ready for your weekend. AR is waiting for the beat to drop. I finally nailed it. That's like the first time ever. If uh, you were wondering on your bingo card what Andrew and I were talking about in uh, over the break, uh, if you had singing Piano Man to each other, that would have X marks the spot there on that. Yell bingo out bingo card. right now. <laughs> we are live on AM590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. want to thank Matt DeMarinas again from the White and Blue Review. Super good stuff there on men and women's college basketball in Creighton uh, in general. Uh, really appreciate his time. Make sure you go check out their work on White and Blue Review. Uh, but Certainly it's warming up here in the second half. The second half of the show, we're going to warm up a little bit, Shane. I don't know. I hope so. It looks pretty chilly outside. It still. does look a little chilly. Uh, Hold on. Now it's the second half of the show. It's now 8.30. Officially, yes. Uh, we are going to be talking to our guy Mike Sauter here at 9 and Matt Verzal at 9.45. But right now, it's, uh, you know, I everybody knows this about me. I love coach movement. I love the silly love season. Contracts, you I love do. coach movement. All of you the, hate Shane. All of, no, we love Shane. Uh, I said you. Oh, okay. I love Shane. <laughs> the, all of the transactional things about sports I really enjoy. I don't know why. I'm a dork, I guess. But one of the things that is famous now in the NFL is Black Monday, where all the coaches get fired after the last game of the season. We are on the eve of Black Monday, even though it's a couple days away. This is the last day before the Week 18 games get kicked off tomorrow. We did this exercise a little bit uh, about a month ago, I think, where we went through. Yeah, maybe a little over. Yeah, I think month, six weeks ago, something like that, where we went through a lot of these franchises that we thought could fire their coach or already had fired their coach. I think just the Raiders at the time had fired their coach. The The Chargers hadn't yet. Uh, the Panthers hadn't yet either. Uh, and, and at the time, Schefter was reporting, he thought 9 to 12 was the number uh, of, of, of coaches that could be replaced this year. And as we get a more accurate playoff picture, not totally decided yet, but we're getting close um, you have a pretty good idea of who's going to make this thing. Uh, the AFC South has a little bit up in the air. The NFC South has a little bit up in the air because those two divisions are trash. <laughs> um, but outside of that, you've got a pretty good idea who's going to be in the playoff picture. You've still got some tiebreakers to work out between Atlanta, New Orleans, and Tampa, as well as between Jacksonville, Indianapolis, and Houston. Uh, Pittsburgh is in that mix in the AFC as well. And then Buffalo almost certainly will make the playoffs, but hasn't technically clinched yet. They'd have to have a confluence of events to not make the playoffs at this point, which would be a flat-out disaster, by the way. And leads me to my next point here of the coaching silly season. I actually think if somehow Buffalo 
doesn't make the playoffs, or even if they get bounced in the first round, I think we might see them move on from Sean McDermott. I still don't. I, and I was on the don't train a month ago. I was on the yes for sure train a month ago. I'm on the maybe train now. And now I am officially on okay. the, uh, well, I, I'm hammering down 100%. You just can't. They have underperformed. I know they're playing better now. They've underperformed, yeah. but they're 10-6, and six and they will make the playoffs. You they know, have beat the teams that yes, they should that have beaten. They need to, yes. Early on in the season, yes, they struggled. And the Bills were turning the ball over way too much. Their defense wasn't stopping anyone. And boom, when you, uh, when you mix oil and water like that, what happens? Oh, yeah, they, they tend not to mix well. They, the, they actually separate. Here's the problem with Buffalo, though. Even if they make the playoffs, which they, they should, and, but they lose in the first round. Anything of make any short anything anything short of making the conference championship game this year is underachieving for Buffalo for what their expectations were for what their roster is. That's where you get in trouble because listen, should he get fired? Probably not. Well, maybe not. I'm not even 100% sold on that. But I think he could get fired because of underwhelming this season. That would that would completely shock me. I don't remember a coach that got fired for winning. I mean, I remember coaches getting fired for not winning enough in the playoffs. I mean, that happens. I mean, I guess Bo Pelini got fired for winning, but there were other things. <laughs> he got fired for some other things. And he you just know, yeah. happened to be winning hey, while that was Sean happening. Sean McDermott said some things this year that were questionable. Well, it came out this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that were a little questionable, God, I but no. I forgot about that. Um, um, I, I, there's, just, there's just no way, especially if they find themselves in the playoffs. It, it just doesn't make sense. It, it, it really doesn't make firmly sense. firmly on my maybe list, especially if they lose in the first round. Um, coming up, another name, well, maybe, a name maybe. that really doesn't make sense to me is Mike Tomlin that I've heard out there a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that, that, that's just a note. It's the same with me for Vrabel. Like, Tomlin and Vrabel are just two guys that I'm like, yes, they, like, Tomlin's had more success this season. Present. But... Those are two coaches that just know how to coach football, and you don't get rid of them after a season so like this. So what I've heard about Vrabel is it might be more he wants to leave rather than they want to get rid of him. So that's, a, that's something to keep an eye on with Tennessee is it sounds like he might be a little burned out. The only thing I could understand with in Pittsburgh is, and, and I don't think they should get rid of him, but Tomlin has been there for a very long time. And he wins. He does win. But sometimes, and I'm not saying they should do this, sometimes the skill set of what a team needs after a coach has been there for a super long time is different from when he started or even when he started with on a run with that specific team. Now, I think Pittsburgh, once they get their quarterback situation figured out, if they get their quarterback situation figured out, then they'll be fine. We're not having this conversation, right? Which is why I don't think they should do it. But that's the only thing, you know, it reminds me of Terry Francona with the Red Sox, right? He was great. I didn't want him to fire him. What that team needed eventually when they let him go was different than what they needed when they hired him. So that's the only logic I can think of with a Mike Tomlin, but I don't think they should go down that road. Now, the AFC South is interesting. D'Amico Ryans is safe because he's done an incredible job in Houston. Uh, Indianapolis. I think Shane Steichen saved his job. I think he's safe as well because of how well they and, and honestly, Gardner Minshew may have saved his job. Like, that, that could be it, too. I, I would have been shocked to see him go after one year. I, I agree. Especially, especially when Anthony Richardson went down and yeah. you just didn't have your quarterback. Uh, but if this had gone like off the rails without Richardson, 
maybe I could have seen it. Um, I think Doug Peterson's safe in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's he's an just, issue. He's just another one of those good coaches. Um, Sean Payton is going to be safe in Denver. You know what's funny? I have him down still as a maybe because of the off-field things about how the perception of Sean Payton in Denver it has a negative impact or, or can cause negative repercussion okay. for that team. So Sean Payton's interesting because I agree that it hasn't been a good look. Obviously, it's gone okay. They're 8-8. Eight and eight. It's, That's fine, right? It's not great. But they started, what, 0-5 and, and then yeah. won 6 straight or something and now have lost, you know, however many Two of their last their three. Yeah, they're, they're better than they started. They, they started looking off like maybe the worst team in the league. Obviously, it's gotten a lot better. Here's the problem, though, is I think you're at a point of no return with how far they've gone down the road with Russell Wilson and getting rid of him to go back and be like, ah, actually, we're going to get rid of Peyton instead. He'd have to do something, I mean... Be a good look for the NFLPA. It would be. But he'd have to do something egregious in order to get fired after they've gone all in on him at this point. And I think it's funny because I don't know if Sean... We talked about this a couple weeks. I don't know if Sean Payton's that guy. Like, I don't know if he's that dude. It has been a very long time since he won that Super Bowl. He's kind of just been okay since then. And who won the Super Bowl? That defense, Drew Brees. Yeah, right? It's like, okay, maybe is he is he this guru that we all talked about or is he just Mike McCarthy with better PR? Like what are we you know, what what are we really doing here with Sean Payton? Uh, so that that situation's interesting, but I think he's safe cuz they've gone pretty much all in. Obviously the Raiders and Chargers are already looking for a new coach. Although Antonio Pierce is interesting, and we'll stop here in the AFC, and we'll do the NFC uh, after the break here. Mm-hmm. But Antonio Pierce has a job. You think he's got the it's job? It's him. It's him. Ooh. The players like him. I know they do. And uh, he, he's really found a way to win in Vegas. And I think the camaraderie that, that he's formed there, uh, the, especially when you have your stars liking how you coach, mm-hmm. like Devontae Adams can't say better things about him. Yeah. Max Crosby, Max Crosby can't say out, yeah. better things yeah. about him. When your stars like the coach, that's a new thing for Vegas. That's something that <laughs> hasn't like happened in a long well, time. Well, they liked uh, – who was the, the interim? Uh, Rich – was it Basili? Shane, can you help me out here? Do you remember? Yeah. Um, and by the way – there No, Rich Gannon, he was awesome. That was my guy <laughs> right there. I'd love me some Rich Gannon. Big Bill Cal- Callahan guy with the, with the Raiders? Uh, no. But there's <laughs> something to be said about – and about the current coach right now for the Raiders, because he's a Raider guy. He grew up as a Raider. He grew up as a fan, right? So you take that into effect. That that can that can cover a lot of band-aids, as in like working with the manager or the owner of the team. I mean, so I think that's where the Raiders stand right now, and I think that's why he's a really good fit. I'm telling you, when you win and the players like you, it's hard to get rid of you. They've lost four of their last six, though. That's where it's going to be. Think about, like, what they're working with, right? They they don't have their starting quarterback. Aiden O'Connell is in. Um, Josh Jacobs has been banged up the last few weeks. Like, they've been missing their pieces. I know. I think they might take a swing at a bigger fish. Coming up next, though, we will talk about what's going on in the NFC coaching cycle as well here on Herd Sports Radio. Radio. 